So stress creates growth and pressure creates expansion. So without those two forces, your money's gonna go backwards. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Drew Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk today about a huge problem that most people that are driven face, and that is trying to do too much at the same time all at once, and they get overwhelmed, stressed out. Anxiety is a byproduct of that. I've had many debates with people who work in the mental health industry around what triggers anxiety, but it's normally time pressure. And when you've worked with a lot of people who have anxiety, you'll find that there is consistent time pressures that they place upon themselves, either for achievement or for getting somewhere or for getting out of something or maybe for getting away from something. So it normally is an adrenaline response based on a threat or something that it perceives might challenge it. So Let's just say, for instance, that you're in traffic and you're supposed to be somewhere in 30 minutes and you know that it's going to take 25 minutes to get there and you know that you've got a five-minute window. As that five-minute window starts to decrease, you start calculating in your head how long it's going to be until you get there and you're still stuck in traffic and the traffic hasn't moved. All of a sudden, anxiety will start to kick in and you'll start to have this adrenaline response because you're afraid that you won't get there in time. Now, for a lot of people that I've worked with, if they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to achieve certain things by a certain time frame or at a certain level or a stage in their life, I've worked with people who are classified as having social anxiety and I end up finding out they keep being dragged into social situations that conflict against their values and they want to get out of those social situations because they don't want to be there. That will normally trigger social anxiety. Now, this is something that I don't think most people have even figured out in the mental health space, but it's normally driven, anxiety is normally driven from a time pressure and it's an adrenaline response. They'll have a massive increase of adrenaline or a large amount of increase of adrenaline, which then you know might give them that heart palpitation or might make them feel like they've got a rush to do something, but it's just an adrenaline response. So there are a lot of people out there who are probably listening to this who feel anxious all the time or feel like they have to achieve stuff and they run around all chaotic or like a fucking idiot trying to get everything done all the time. I used to be like that. I would load myself up with 20 things that I needed to do every day, these unrealistic expectations. And then I would start working towards something. Then I would get overwhelmed. Then when I was overwhelmed, I would try and avoid doing those things because I was overwhelmed. Then I would think I need to go and sit and watch TV or I need to relax somewhere because I was overwhelmed. Then things wouldn't get done. Then I'd get more overwhelmed. Then I'd get more stressed. Then I'd rush things. And so I had this consistent pressure on me over and over and over again to try to rush to get things done. Very rarely was I in the moment. Very rarely did I just sit and appreciate things in life because I was always like, I've got to achieve more. I've got to get more done. I've got to rush to get this. I've got to rush to get here. I would leave things to the last minute or I'd leave things, you know, to be somewhere late. And so because of that, I was just consistently rushing everywhere all the time. And I didn't realize it was based on the unrealistic expectations that I kept creating for myself. Also based on fantasies that I wanted to achieve. Now, when I say fantasies, a fantasy is essentially something with an upside without a downside. So I hear it almost every day where someone comes along to me and they say, you know, Michael, I want financial freedom. Now that in itself, in most cases is a fantasy or a delusion because everyone that I know who's achieving something, who is mission driven, who's trying to get somewhere in life or achieve something in life will never really get financial freedom because when they get to somewhere where 
they make enough money, they'll normally reinvest that money and back into another growth project or they'll start something new or they'll do something else. And so just like anything in life, anything that doesn't grow dies. And so if you want your finances to keep growing, then you need to have pressure and you need to have stress. So stress creates growth and pressure creates expansion. So without those two forces, your money's gonna go backwards. And this is why cross lotto winners, when they win, they normally end up losing all their money because it removes all their stress, it removes all their pressure and they start doing dumb shit. They haven't really grown it naturally and organically like most people. So they haven't had to learn better work ethics, better productivity, a better mindset, stress management, and all those things that it normally takes in order to achieve some sort of high level financial outcome. So eventually people who have fantasies end up just stressed out, burnt out, wanting holidays all the time. And that's the majority of our society. You know, when I watch people and they say, I wish I had a four day work week, or, you know, I want more holidays, or all these sort of things that most people want, it's normally fantasy driven. And it's fantasy driven because you get paid on productivity or you get paid on the value that you produce. So if someone else is gonna produce seven days work worth of work and you're gonna produce four days worth of work, that seven day person is more valuable. And so our society tends to reward things that consistently produce value. Now that's not always the case, there's always exceptions to the rules. But in most cases, those who produce more value are more valuable in a society. And so most people want more holidays, they wanna be paid more to do less. This all is counterintuitive to what nature naturally rewards rewards. And so when we're fantasy driven, we think that if we can just make more money, then life's going to be easier. I hear other people who say things like, you know, Michael, I just wish I was happy. Well, that's great, right? So you wish you were more happy. What does happiness look like? Have you ever thought about that? Well, you know, I wish life was easy and I didn't have all this stress and pressure and I wish I didn't have to work all the time. Okay, what would you do if you weren't working? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably, you know, go on holidays or, you know, travel the world. Okay, excellent. When you travel the world, what happens to your cash? Oh, well, I end up going backwards. Okay, cool. So you're going to work hard in order to lose all your money. Oh, fuck, I never thought about that. And so when you start to break these things down, these goals that most people have, they're normally fantasy driven. And because they're fantasy driven, they normally aren't well-planned goals. When they're well-planned goals, they're well thought out. Most people don't have well thought out goals and they're not well planned. So therefore they have anxiety, stress. When I say stress, I'm talking distress, not you stress, which I've spoken about on other episodes. That you stress is essentially good stress, which helps someone to grow. It's normally distress. So when I meet someone and they're consistently stressed, they consistently have pressure and they consistently have anxieties, I automatically know in the majority of cases, they'll be fantasy driven. They'll have a bunch of delusions around how life should be. They will think that they're gonna to get to some place in the future where everything's gonna be better. And that's never the case because normally as you grow, pressure and stress and problems grow. And so you just get better at handling that stuff. There's way more problems than what I used to have, especially especially in business, but I'm just way better at handling it. So I don't really get too stressed out or too burnt out like I used to. My point is though, that if you're listening to this and you think one day everything's gonna be better in the future, it's already a fantasy because nothing really gets better unless you get better mentally. It's the mental growth that makes life get better. It's not the achievement of the thing itself. Now, if you're rushing to get somewhere, like if you're rushing to make more money so that then you can be financially independent and you don't have money stress, then all that's gonna happen is you're gonna compound that stress, create anxieties, create a whole bunch of undue stress or distress. You're going to probably burn out more, which means then you're less productive because you have high energy and then you'll crash and burn and so you have low energy. And it will just create a whole bunch of clusterfucks in your life that you don't really need. Good planning means that you need to sit down and and you write out what you want. Then from there, you work backwards and you plan. So if you've got a five-year goal, you work backwards and you create a one-year goal. Then from the one-year goal, you break it down into 90 days. Then in 90 days, you create a whole bunch of accountabilities, almost week by week and then day by day. When you do that, you'll realize that either it's too unrealistic and so you need to extend the timeframes. 
So it's not saying that you can't achieve it. It's just saying that you need to extend your timeframes. Now, over time, you normally become more efficient, more productive, and more effective. So over time, normally your results will compound. But at the start, most people don't realize how long things take to get off the ground and to get things moving and start to put runs on the board and so on. And so again, the majority of people that I meet are normally fantasy driven. They don't set goals effectively. They don't plan effectively. And so because of that, it just creates massive amounts of undue stress, huge amounts of pressure. It will normally overwhelm them when someone's overwhelmed, normally they try to escape, which means that they will want more relaxation time, more chill time, you know, more time getting away. When really, if you want to achieve great things, you need more time working, not more time on holidays or more time away or more time trying to avoid doing the tasks that you need to do. But that will happen when you're overwhelmed because you haven't set realistic goals and you haven't set them in a way that allows you to be productive each day. So a five-year goal needs to be almost broken down into daily tasks. And if you know what you need to do each day, eventually you'll reach that five-year goal. If you think, well, if I go work flat out and go super hard and push really, really hard, then I'll achieve something sooner. Normally that's not the case. You just create a whole bunch of procrastinations, a whole bunch of self-sabotage patterns, a whole bunch of mental health issues, a whole bunch of stress, and normally things will take even longer. So normally people who do that are gonna get taught a very valuable lesson. And that is that the more you try to rush things, the slower things take. The more planned and effective you are and efficient you are, and the more you work on your mindset and your psychology, the better and more effective you become at achieving things. And this is why normally, especially startup business owners, will get to a point where just working hard and working flat out will stop producing income or it'll make the business go backwards. So you can take a business owner who's essentially a trade-based business, let's just say as an example, they start working really, really hard in the trade-based business and they get rewarded for it. So they make more money. Then they hire a whole bunch of staff. Let's say they take on another three or four staff. Then now they have more stress, more pressure. They have these goals of, they think if I hire five times more people, then I'm going to make five times more money. And that's not true. Or even they might think I'm going to make even 20% more on each person. But the truth is that's not what's going to happen. In fact, the owner now is going to work 10 times harder in order to get a 1x return. And so as they start taking on more staff, it creates more chaos and more problems. There's something which I'm actually talking about in my upcoming business growth odyssey is about how the more people that you hire and the more the business grows, the more chaos is created in that business, which is why businesses that are growing and scaling need a business owner that is more relaxed, more calm, more focused, more thoughtful, and more well-planned. And if you have a startup business owner that was rewarded for working really, really hard at the start, eventually it will come to a point of diminishing returns where they keep working hard to try to achieve something. And all that it seems is that shit just keeps falling apart and that they're not getting anywhere. They're not getting any traction. Stuff gets more stressful. They have all this pressure and they might not even be getting rewarded financially. At first, you can work really, really hard, but you'll be rewarded financially. As your business scales, you can work really, really hard and shit just falls apart even more. And so that's normally where you need a huge shift in leadership, in the psychology, in the way you set up and organize the business. There's just so many things that need to happen. But the biggest shift, probably 80 to 90% of that whole business needs a shift in the psychology of the leader. And if that doesn't happen, the business will just still stagnate and it'll create a huge bottleneck or a huge glass ceiling. And this is where you just watch a lot of business owners burn out. You watch a lot of businesses fall apart. And in fact, it's around about 56% of businesses don't even last four years in Australia. That's because most business owners just get to a point where they just go fuck this shit and they walk away from it. Or they just keep hiring more and more people. It sucks up more cash. They become more inefficient, more ineffective, more chaos. And so they just start chewing through cash. And the thing that used to work stops working. You can't just keep working hard in order to make a business grow. It'll get to a point where you have that point of diminishing returns. So the key with all of this is planning, preparation, and effective goal setting. If you don't know how to do that, then it's going to create massive amounts of chaos and huge amounts of problems. You need to have time to break down your goals. And it's very, very hard, especially as a business owner, when cash flow starts to tighten up and you get more stressed, your natural instinct will be to work harder, to push harder, to push the team harder. But what it does is that'll produce more inefficiencies. They will get more stressed out. You'll start having high staff turnover. You'll get more and more burnt out because now you've got not enough staff or you can't attract good staff 
staff. There's unclear direction. You feel like the staff just naturally fuck up everything and cause massive amounts of problems, but it's not that. The leadership needs to shift and they need to be doing different tasks than what they're used to doing, which is just working hard all the time on money generating tasks. So it's normally the behind the scenes tasks that a business owner has to work on. Anyway, I hope this helps Driven Mofos. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't jumped across to our No BS Business Hacks, I should say Facebook group, just go to Facebook. In the search bar, type in No BS Business Hacks. You'll find the group there. Add yourself. It's completely free. There's a whole bunch of resources, stuff like that in there. Also, you can book a one-on-one call with me as well. I think most people are pretty fucking scared to do that. But the truth is that I'm probably going to be one of the people that will help you to grow and scale your business pretty quickly. If you just know the current problems that you have, you know the solutions to those. And business is pretty fucking predictable. Like I can tell almost based on your problems, the amount of money that you make. Because every business as it starts to scale has very predictable patterns. So normally under a million dollars, there are certain patterns. In between one and three to one and five million dollars, there are similar patterns. And then three to 10 plus million dollars, there are similar patterns. Large corporate organizations have similar patterns. So you notice these patterns are over time, you start to understand them all and you understand how to solve them. Most business owners think that their problems are unique to them and it's not true. They're unique to every business that has scaled to that level. So they're pretty predictable. But I think that the biggest thing that happens in business that's not predictable is the ownership or the leadership of that business. And there are a lot of people out there who think they'll figure everything out themselves or they worry about money all the time. And so they won't invest in the growth tools that they need. And so because of that, they just end up either getting stressed out and burnt out or they collapse the business back down to a size that they can manage, which is normally under four staff. Anyway, I hope that helps Driven Mofos jump across that Facebook group and check it out. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has been rating and reviewing this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. Our numbers keep growing week by week. And so that's a massive credit to this huge amount of community members that are absolutely driven and want to achieve more and also want to make sure that their friends and family and people around them are doing great things as well. So I just want to say a massive thank you to each and every one of you who has been sharing this podcast, who has been posting it on your social media channels, on Instagram, on Facebook, and has been letting other people know about the podcast in, you know, in their normal daily conversations. Thank you very much to each and every one of you. Anyway, take care, Driven Mofos. Have a great day. And I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. 